Hey, we love y'all so do. much. It's going to be a great, great day today. As you can see, Onique and I get the opportunity to share together, and I'm thrilled about this. My better two-thirds by be my fun. side. Your hair looks beautiful. Thank for you. For whatever it's worth, you know. Yeah, so. we got stories, but I might save the stories till Mother's Day for next weekend. Time. Yes, right. Cannot wait for that. Hey. Uh, if you're with us for the first yeah. time, again, we love you so much, and we're really, really glad that you are here. So whether you're in, in Guatemala or in Dallas or someplace around the U.S. or around the world. Tell uh, us where you're watching from. Hit us up on the chats. We want to know where you're watching from. Yes, and again, remember, in order to do that, you're going to have to log in to our YouTube, or you might be on Facebook watching. Go ahead. Let us know where you're watching from. Yep. We'd love the chance to hear your story, know your name. If you have any prayer requests at all, make sure you let us know. We've been in a series uh, called Release, and this whole word came from the beginning of the year. Yeah. God spoke this to my heart, uh, what he was gonna be doing in my life and my wife's yeah. life, but mm -hmm. not only our lives. Every single one of us who are part of Shoreline City, this is what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to set us free from restraint and confinement. He's wanting to relieve uh, that which burdens and oppresses. He's trying to send us out to be his hands and feet in the world. It's not us being locked up and we're gonna stay here forever. We're gonna be released yep. so that we can run forward yep. to be his hands and feet, to make it on earth as it is in heaven. You and I were born for a purpose yep. and it's not an accident that we're here in this generation, in this time, and God has something he not only wants to do in you, what he wants to do right. through you. Honey, has your heart been encouraged? What have you been thinking about this series? Yeah, I was just thinking about when you first shared this message at the beginning of the year, and for those of you who are new to the Shoreline City family, go back to January when Earl, was it January? Probably somewhere Yeah, January, there. February, mm -hmm. April, when <laughs> Earl first shared this message. And I remember thinking when I was hearing it for the first time, anyone who's oppressed, Father God, thank you that this is their year to be released. But I didn't know the other side of that coin, which was a prophetic word, that we would all be in a place where we want to be released. And so I think it was God knowing it was a message in the bottle for this very moment. And so I'm excited for the day when we all get to be released, but I'm also excited for the freedom that God wants to do even today as That's we're right. talking through this message. So we're about to go through Acts chapter yeah. 16 right now. We looked at Acts chapter 12 the last couple of weeks. We We'd love for you to join in and like, like Onika said, go back yeah. and, and watch those messages. Uh, but in Acts chapter 16, uh, verse number five, you see, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. I, I love that because we're experiencing this right yeah. now. We, we see the church being strengthened in faith and maybe your faith is waning right now. Maybe you're a little bit fatigued, a little bit yeah. tired, a little bit frustrated, maybe angry, uh, maybe confused. We, we're believing that today your faith is going to be strengthened, that you're gonna leave this time together, whether you're sitting on your couch or you're Beautiful. in your car or you're in your garage trying to get away from the kids for a second and you're watching this. We're believing that your faith is going to be strengthened. Understand that the enemy is after your faith. It's in the gospels, you can see when, when Peter uh, was struggling and, and Jesus comes to him and he says, hey, hey, Peter, the enemy has asked to sift you, to attack you. Yep. And Jesus says, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail. Mm. I prayed for your faith to stay strong. I prayed for your trust in me to not wane. 
And I want you to know some of us are feeling like we're being sifted like wheat, like we're being attacked on every side. But, but like Jesus prayed for Peter, so he is praying for all of us. So we are praying for you that your faith would stay strong, that you would not waver and you would continue to believe that he who made the promise is able to complete it. And what he started in you, he's going to finish in the name of Jesus. So as a church in Acts chapter 16, is being strengthened in their faith and, and growing daily in their numbers. The, the apostles are, are traveling around and they end up yep. in a particular area with a particular problem. This lady, you can read in verse 16, once they were going to the place of prayer and we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God. Uh, she ends up being incredibly annoying. I won't get into all the details of this, but Paul turns around and is like, I'm done with this. Yep. Bye, Felicia. And he cast that evil spirit out of her. Now, when this happens, it becomes problematic for our owners. They realize, verse 19, that their hope of making money was gone. And what they did is they seized Paul and Silas. And they dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. And before you know it, in verse 22, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. Here they are. Doing the right thing. Yep. I was thinking about that. You can be doing the right thing on your way to prayer. They're on their way to prayer mm -hmm. and distraction hit them. And so I want to just encourage anyone who's watching right now who feels like I've been doing the right thing. Why are these distractions literally shouting at me daily? Pornography, shouting at me. Eating disorder, shouting at me. Depression, shouting at me. Fear, anxiety, shouting at me. Doing the right thing. You can be in the right thing trying to watch church right now and your kids can be shouting at you. <laughs> what you did yesterday when you're staying up, when you couldn't sleep, could be shouting at you. It's so fascinating that even when we're trying to do the right thing, things shout at us. Even the silence that might be in some of our homes yeah. could be shouting at us. Yeah. When, when, you know, silence can be loud. You're sitting there and you're by yourself or you're not even by yourself. What, what could be worse at times is when you're married and, or have somebody else in the house, but, but things are just funky in the air. That silence can shout at us and it can feel like we're being beaten with rods. Maybe you're identifying with this. I know my wife and I have had times like this, not only in our lives, but definitely even during this whole shelter it in place, quarantine, whatever we're calling this, this time where we're just feeling like, man, it's coming at us from every side. So it is with Paul and Silas. After they had been severely flogged, then they were thrown in prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. You ain't going nowhere. Of course, it's bad English. You're not going anywhere, but you understand here. He's saying you're stuck. Trapped. You're trapped, okay? This is how it's going to be forever. Your marriage, how, how it is right now, that's how it's gonna be forever. How, how your kids are responding to you right now, that's how it's gonna be forever. All of your relationship life, like it, it starts off good and then it ends up bad and that guy ends up hurting you or that girl ends up hurting you and it keeps, continues to happen over and over and over again, you're stuck. It's gonna be like that forever. These are the type of lies that hit all of our minds. 
These are the type of struggles that we have. I'm never gonna be able to get ahead. I'm always gonna keep hitting this glass ceiling at my job. I'm gonna continue to fall over this issue over and over and over again. My, my dad struggled with this or my mom struggled with this or this has been in my family for years. I'm stuck. This is what Paul and Silas are experiencing right here. They're in the inner cell and their feet are fastened to the stocks. You're not going anywhere. It is a prison feeling. But then something great happens. Yep. Verse 25, you want to read it? Yes, yeah, so I'd love to. Around midnight. Everybody say around midnight. Around midnight. We're going to put that right on the screen. Around yep. midnight. It's just about midnight. What were Paul and Silas doing at that time? Right? Exactly. And as we were talking and thinking, I was thinking about just their journey together. Like I said earlier, they were doing the right thing. They were proclaiming the gospel, missionaries traveling. And then what goes from a distraction, like a little annoyance, then forms to a crowd and a mom, mob, mob getting yeah. tense. Then from there escalates again to them being beaten. Mm -hmm. Then escalates again to them finding themselves in a prison, maximum security. You would think that they did something super crazy. They were proclaiming the gospel. Right. And it wasn't like, the, yeah, but they were in maximum security yep. prison wow. and they had their about midnight. I don't know what your about midnight is, but you know what it is as we're talking today. And let's follow Paul and Silas. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Did you hear this? Around midnight, they are praying and singing hymns to God. Not when everything was convenient, not when they're nestled up in their favorite chair with their favorite blanket, their favorite chamomile tea or their favorite the snuggie, coffee. The snuggie. The snuggie, yes, <laughs> or the onesie. The, the scene was not actually set up for them no. to be doing what they did. You know on Instagram, Instagram, uh, whether you're in Those Guatemala. Those quiet time photos yeah, quiet that y'all do, photos, where it's like curated. Put the Bible and you, you, got, you got the coffee right there and, and you got the your notebook. The perfect floral arrangement. Yes, indeed. And God speak. Maybe one finger. One I don't know, you put one finger out there, <laughs> just everything is, is perfect. This is not what we're talking yeah. about here. Yeah. This yeah. is messy. This they're, is They're probably bleeding. They're bleeding. They're sore. They're aggravated. They're tired. they're tired. It smells in there. This is not a cushy prison here. Yeah. They are in the inner cell. Their feet are fastened, fastened to the stocks. This is a terrible place. When you're in a situation like that, it can feel like you're never going to get out. I want you to know that God has not forgotten about yeah. you. Those of us who are, again, like Onika was talking about pornography, yeah. it can feel like you're fastened in the stocks. It's like, I'm never going to get out of this. We're telling you, we're telling you at about midnight, about the time when, when yep. you think it's impossible, yeah. about the time that you think it's incredibly dark, at that yep. time, that's an appropriate time to begin to pray and to sing hymns. And we are believing that God is going to give freedom and restoration to every man, every yep. woman, every child, every yep. teenager, every married person, every single person that you are coming out yep. of this time. And about midnight is the perfect time to yep. sing and to pray. So good, so good. I'm gonna read it again. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Let's just stop right there for a second. Yeah. Who are the other prisoners listening to your praise in this season? Mm -hmm. What family members, what friends, what neighbors are listening to our praise 
or our complaints during this season. And some of us might not feel like we're chained with something like something that feels so major. Mm -hmm. It could just be the chain feeling that we all feel when we can't leave our house. Can't leave our house. Could be the chain feeling where you have all these questions every time you go to the grocery store. Wear a mask. Wipe everything down with anti-back. Those are chains also. Mm -hmm. Curfews that we yeah. have or different things. Yeah. Yeah. Or the news that's so confusing at mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. can feel like chains to us. But I love that even in the midst of their chains, even in the midst of feeling misunderstood, so they decided we're going to pray. We're going to worship. Our worship and our prayer is not based on our convenience or our situation that we're in. I'm going to pray. I'm going to shout. I'm going to believe God for a miracle, even when I have chains on. But the beautiful thing is, is that other people are listening to our prayer and our praise. I love it. So it's while you're still in yep. the spot, while you're still feeling yep. stuck, while you're still feeling frustrated, yep. that's what I'm praising. Yep. I'm not waiting until my chains come off for me to pray and to praise. I'm doing it while they're still on me. And sometimes you feel like you're not worthy enough to praise and to pray when the chains are still on you. You feel like you don't measure up, that maybe God's not hearing you. And maybe since I have these chains, maybe my praise and my prayers aren't working. The reality is when you and I praise and when you and I pray yeah. while the chains are on, other people are actually watching how we are responding in the times of difficulty and those other their prisoners, they're looking at Paul and Silas and they don't know it, but everyone in the jail cell is about to be set free. Everyone is about to be redeemed. Everyone is about to be released. Everyone is about to go to a new level in their faith. Everyone's about to go to a new level in their trust in God. And everyone in that prison is about to see a miracle. Can we just encourage those of you? Yeah who are in the middle of battles right now, don't stop praising and don't stop praying even in the situation you're in at this exact moment. And I wanna say something before you jump to the no, rest of the scripture. Ahead. And I'm thinking about those of us that feel I'm not authentic. It's not authentic for me to praise right now. Mm -hmm. I just wanna be real. I wanna be relatable. And it feels counterintuitive for me to pray mm -hmm. and to worship and to declare God's goodness when I'm, like I'm in- being fake. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm being fake, not authentic, not real, not my best yeah. self, not my true self. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna hold back my praise. I'm gonna hold back my prayers because I wanna wait till I'm on the other side of it before I declare that God is good. And I wanna speak to those those of us that feel that way yeah, sometimes. So and I just wanna encourage you and inspire you to step outside mm -hmm. of your mindset, to step outside of what seems right and to realize that it's actually in our desperation. It's actually when we feel like throwing in the towel. It's actually when we feel like all hope is lost. What am I, what am I doing? Why am I here? Is when we should be praising God. That's why he wants us to praise him. So even good. when we feel like the chains are the tightest, you can still be real and be honest and say, you know what? I don't feel like praying right now. I don't feel like blasting break every train right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even feel like continuing on with even listening to this message right now. But I'm gonna go outside of my feelings because feelings fool us anyways. And I'm gonna look at my chains. They're here. They're not going away, but I'm gonna sing and declare God's goodness until they fall off. That Let's let so that good. be our posture. If you and I wait till we feel like doing what's right, you and I will be waiting a very long time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even take our marriage. My wife is virtually perfect. No, right? I'm not at all. Yes, you are. I don't, I don't love when you say that. Okay, well, I believe it. So, since I believe it. Uh, but I she, love that you love me is what the spirit of what you're yes, saying. That's indeed. what I'm choosing to hear in this moment. I love her so much, so thankful for her. And um, listen, 
I don't always feel like being the best husband I can be. I'm sure she doesn't always feel like being the best wife she can be, but we're not gonna have the type of relationship that God has called us to have if we just wait for the feelings. Feelings are fickle. They go up and down. My friends, you and I have to create a discipline and have a, a response to the grace of God where we will do what we know is right, even when we don't feel it. And this is a sign of maturity. Our kids, they're the ones that just do what they feel at any moment. I'm sad. Ah, I'm happy. Ah, and they don't have the same amount of control over their emotions. And we look at children and we we give them a pass because we're like, nah, you're a kid. I don't want us to be looking at each other going, ah, you're a kid. We want to be maturing and growing in our faith. And it's even times like this when we're able to get into God's word and see things from another perspective. I'm so glad you brought that up, honey, because I know today is a day where we like to keep it real. Keep it 100. Yeah, we, we definitely want to do that. Uh, but part of that keeping it 100 I said it properly, uh, <laughs> is you and I understanding that God is with us and worthy of the praise regardless of what our situation is telling us. He's worthy. So here they are. So when's a good time to praise? Is midnight a good time to praise? Always. Uh, what about going into a doctor's office? Is that a good time? Yep. Uh, what about uh, if you're not sure what's going to happen with your business? Yep. Uh, what about if you're unsure what's going to take place with the next school year? Yep. What about if you're trying to try out for a sports team and you're not sure what's going to happen there? I think all of these things, you didn't give me a yep on that one. Oh, I did, oh, I did a hit. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe not that one. Uh, high school students, maybe it's, it's over for you. It was a nonverbal, <laughs> I'm with you. I did the head So nod. for every one of us, understand, yeah. it's always a good time to praise or to pray. Yep. And we encourage you to do both. You're like, I don't know how to sing. You don't have to know how to sing. You, if you got Spotify, you got Apple Music, you got YouTube, you throw on that worship song, you throw on something. Uh, God, we are so resourced in today's day and age, whether it's Spanish or English, or maybe your language is French or Portuguese, whatever it is, you go ahead and you throw on that song and you sing at the, at the top of your lungs. Go get in your shower if you have to, and you turn that music up as loud as you can, and you trust the grace of God to fill your heart and your life in ways you never even thought possible. So the other prisoners are listening, honey. And then what happens? You want me to read it or you yes, got it? you read it. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. The foundations of the prison were shaken. We want to declare over you that not only are the chains going to fall off, but the foundation of the thing that has been holding you is going to fall off. Like that generational mindset that you think is going to be in your family forever, we're believing that's what's going to fall off. Not just the fear of divorce, but we're praying that the, the foundation that you've built that divorce mind set on, we're believing that's going to be shaken. We're believing so that's good. going to be impacted. We're believing the grace of God is going to reach deep, that it's not just going to be a topical work, but it's going to be a deep work that's going to take place in your life. Maybe you're dealing with some dad issues during this time or some mom issues. Even Mother's Day is coming up next week. You're like, man, I can't stand Mother's Day. I don't want to go to church. I'm glad we're online because it's hard for me to go at that time. We're believing that the grace of God is able to get to the foundations of why you're wrestling with that. 
He's going to get to the parts that you don't even want to necessarily talk about. And this is where the grace of God does his work. It's no wonder that Jesus had to go into a tomb. That's where we got our miracle. That's where our salvation was coming from, from a cross to a tomb. And then he came out. It was not all the stuff on the outside. It was the stuff that was hidden. It was him being in the secret place. And then when he came out of that secret place, that was the foundations being shaken, the foundations of sin being shaken, the foundations of shame being shaken, the foundations of, uh, of condemnation being shaken. All of us are going to be uh, saved and redeemed and changed in a deep place. In a profound place, the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, not just their doors, but everybody's doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Let's underline that. Yeah. Everyone's chains came loose. Everyone's chains came loose. Everyone's chains came loose. So for every one of us that are watching, if you are 87 or you're 17, we're believing that everyone's chains are coming loose. If you are married or single, everyone's chains coming loose. If you're like, man, I never even read this Bible thing. What, what, what are they talking about? What's, what's this Bible? What, 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 what are we doing here? Everyone's chains came loose. Just because you happen to be in the right place at the right time, and you're gonna see the grace of God show up. And you keep on going here, the jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Honey, can you speak to this don't harm yourself? Because I think there's some people that are speaking some bad things over themselves. It's not just the world that is beating us up. It's ourselves that are beating, our, we're beating ourselves up. Yes. First of all, I just remind myself and all of us that what we're all walking through right now is a chapter, but it's not the end of our story. And none of us want to make a decision in a chapter when the story is not done being told right. yet. Mm -hmm. And so even though we all feel confined, even though there's confusion, even though there's reports that feel like they contradict one another, some of us might find ourselves wanting to give up. I'm done with not being at church with my family. I'm done with not having a job yet. I'm done with not getting a good medical report. I am just done. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm done I'm, with not giving people a hug. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I'm done with not having the peace that I used to have. We just want to speak to you this morning or this evening whenever you find yourself listening to this message and remind you that he who began a good work, it's one of my favorite scriptures, will see it to completion. Put your sword away. Put those thoughts that you're beating yourself up with away and pick up the word of God, which is, you know, mm. our savior in this time right. and read it over yourself. Listen sword. to worship yeah. during this time. Renew your minds to help push out those thoughts that are making you think this is not worth it. I've been going to church online. My circumstance hasn't changed. I'm still in shelter in place. I've been worshiping. I've been praying. My situation's not the same. So I'm going to take out my sword. I always feel like I'm saying that wrong. Sword, sword. You said it. You're saying it perfect. Okay. And just give up. But we are saying today by the spirit of the living God, do not give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Let's follow Paul and Silas's example. They went before us and we don't want to give up. We do not want to throw in the towel because here's the deal. There's other prisoners listening. Right. People need to know that you got to that point where you thought, I'm going to throw in the towel, but I didn't. And it's going to help them not throw in the towel. Man, that's so good. 
Uh, we're going to be all done here, and I feel like I could listen to you all day just, just for the record, such, such life-giving words. But uh, Paul is still here in the prison. He had, his chains are off, but he's still around broken people. And I like that. Some of you, um, you, maybe you've noticed that your, your life was just kind of in a little bit of a bubble and you weren't around some other people that, that needed hope and life that you have experienced. And in this time, you can see what, what Paul is doing. He, he's in the prison, but he's not chained. He's around other prisoners, but he himself has been set free. And in this moment, when you're in the prison, you can either be there to serve or you can be there to sulk. And I like that he was there to serve. He was there to say, don't harm yourself. Hey, I know you, you haven't been to church in a long time. Don't harm yourself. Don't think you're less than anybody else. Don't think somebody else is better than you. Don't, don't harm yourself. Don't discount yourself. I'm right here with you. I'm in, we're in this together. Can we be a church? Can we be a family? Can we be a community of people that are willing to look people eyeball to eyeball and, they, and recognize they don't have to have everything together? But we could say, hey, don't harm yourself. The God of heaven is here with you right now, ready to save you and ready to give you a brand new start. I want to encourage you to read the rest of the story later because you see this jailer get saved, give his heart to Christ, get a brand new start. You see him and his household uh, get saved, get a brand new start. And that's what we're believing over every one of us. If you wouldn't mind, bow your head for just a moment. Because maybe we have some friends that are watching with us today. Maybe they're on the couch next to us or in the kitchen next to us or, or, right or in the chat room right by us. And they're saying, yeah, yeah, that's me. I, I, my heart has not yet been given to Christ. He's not first in my life. And we're saying, you're saying you want to respond to the grace of God and surrender your heart and your life to him. This is a, a personal moment, yes, but it's also a, a corporate moment because all of us are in this together. And we're going to see the grace of God change you from the inside out. And you're going to be a, a, a releaser of captives. You're going to be sent out on behalf of God to bring hope and life to others. I'm going to ask everyone who's under the sound of my voice, do me a favor, put your hand over your heart if you would not mind. And what you're going to do is you're going to repeat these words after me. And it's just me leading you in a prayer of surrender, a prayer of you saying you don't want to be first in your life. You want God to be first. You don't want to go on your own path. You want to go on his path. You want to give your heart and your life to Jesus. Say these words, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes, and today I give you my heart, I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name, amen.